Welcome back to New Rockstars. WandaVision will be the first official Marvel storyline on Disney Plus, the first Marvel Phase 4 story with a trailer that resurrects Vision, pretending like we all didn't watch Thanos give him the world's most painful pimple pop. We're gonna go rogue to discuss how the hell Vision is back and how WandaVision is setting up Marvel Phase 4 because this is Rogue Theory, the podcast that gives you the wildest nerdy hot takes on the topics you can't stop arguing about. I'm Eric Voss. With me today is our favorite Scarlet Witch cosplayer, Angelica Trey. Hi. Hi. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. Also with us, comedian and writer Jessica Clemens. Welcome back. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> this is my family. <laughs> I, I feel at home. We're Brady uh, bunching it. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are. We totally are. Uh, and finally, first time here on New Rockstars, a guy who definitely gets the daily struggle of Gunton on YouTube from the amazing channel Everything Always, Michael Roman. Welcome, Michael. What's up, all? Thanks for having me, Eric. So glad to have you here. I really do feel like I have assembled the dream team of people I want to talk about WandaVision with. All three of you, I expect very hot takes from. Because this episode, we are only going to be talking about WandaVision. Because we know many of you out there found this trailer confusing as hell. Hell being the operative word, as I speculated in my trailer breakdown. Go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. But the first question I think we want to explore is how Vision is back from the dead. There are really a few plausible ways I could see this series justifying his resurrection, but I wanna know from you three, how is Vision back? Michael, why don't you go first? I'm thinking there's a good chance that maybe Wanda willingly or unwillingly made a deal with someone, maybe Mephisto or some other demonic magic that has at play here and has brought him back from the dead. And uh, I think some other fans of Doctor Strange, the original film, will notice what was missing was uh, visions and symbols of the occult. And this would be a great way to work them in and then bring them back in the second Doctor Strange. Oh, very interesting. So are you saying that um, you said wittingly or unwittingly? Let's explore both those options. So like wittingly, uh, is this something she's doing independently that maybe Mephisto and Agatha are recognizing and, and jumping on that train? Or is it something that like she has accidentally sucked in this nosy neighbor Agatha? Well, I think there's a lot to be gained from her power set being on your side if you have ill intentions, right? Someone like Mephisto, who's maybe been sitting on the sideline waiting, seeing what's going down. All of a sudden, you see a vulnerable uh, Wanda, and you can take advantage of that. And if you're able to manipulate her, either with Agatha or not, depending on what's going on there, then uh, I think there's a lot of uh, purpose in it, and there's a lot to be gained from having her on your side. So unwittingly, if she doesn't recognize the manipulation, but hey, she has a lot to gain too. She lost vision in the rest of her family. She just wants it back at all costs, so. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I'm still scratching my head over is how these episodes will um, find their way into this whole angle. Like, uh, are they going to start? Are they going to dive in the deep end and we just open the series on the way the trailer did in the middle of this 50s reality? Or is it going to be like we start with heartbroken Wanda, unable to get sleep at night because she misses Vision so much. And then like she knocks on her neighbors next door and it's Catherine Hahn and she's like, hey, I have a spell book that can help you out. Or does it she like start? in the middle of like fractured reality and Agatha's like you know in her weird you know Ouija board seance is like I think we can take advantage of this ex-Avenger master and yeah I I'm just kind of curious what exactly that first episode's going to be it's going to be interesting to see and of course they risk giving up the ruse if they show us how she got in there in the first place so 
most likely we're not going to find out until the whole thing turns, right? Yeah, I know, I know. I just want the ruse right now. I don't <laughs> want to have to predict it from trailers. Um, but I do love that they're leaving it a mystery. Agreed, agreed. Um, and uh, for going this whole angle of uh, Wanda's sorcery, um, we're going to uh, decide, our judge this week decide who gets points for this will be our friend from an alternate universe, Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. Uh, and who do you, how many points do you think Michael deserves for that one? Oh, existence is pain. Why did you just apparate me to make me give points? Because it's a never-ending process. Uh, two points. Two points. Thanks, Mr. Meeseeks. So uh, next up, let's let's explore a different angle of how Vision could be back. Jessica, what do you think? Congratulations on your Emmy, Rick and Morty. Uh, (laughs) So I think, uh, going off that, uh, I think that Vision is going to be revived uh, through Wakanda and Stark technology with the help of Shuri. So Shuri was able, or almost able, to take out the stone from Vision's head. Um, Take the stone from the dome. If, yeah. if you will. And I think that we all know now that like, I think her and Tony Stark are equally just as intelligent, but I think now that Stark is gone, arguably sure he's the most smartest person in the MCU, along, like smartest human in the MCU along with Bruce Banner, but her being the smarter one. Either way, I think that uh, Sword's gonna come to Shuri and be like, hey, I need you to revive the one of the strongest people that we need to come back to uh, the normal realm because Wanda's going crazy. Uh, she's having a hard time, she's having a breakdown, and I completely understand we're all living that 2020 life. Um, if I had Wanda's powers, I'd go crazy too. But <laughs> I think since we, she's having her meltdown, they're going to enlist Shuri to kind of revive what was the remnants of uh, Vision because we didn't really see his body. We don't know where he went. So I think when she brings him back, Sword's going to be in charge of making sure he goes back into that universe where Wanda's going crazy and hopefully calm her down. And that's how we're going to see Monica. She's going to be working for Sword and she's going to be the handler, like the liaison for Agent uh, or for the agent for Sword and for Vision. So she's always monitoring closely and also letting Sword know from the inside what the hell is going on because no one really knows. In the trailer, we see her like getting shot out of this like bubble. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. like, it's so quick, but it's obvious that it's like handled like, um, like uh, the mist. This is a really bad analogy, but like the mist. No, the mist is never a bad analogy. The mist is amazing. (laughs) It's a good movie. Uh, It's a good book, good movie. So like how in the mist, how they are aware of this rip in this world. Um, I think that's how Wanda's going to be. She's going to be, she's going to make another universe. There's alternate universes. We all know that from the Spider-Verse, but (laughs) I think she's going to make a hole in this different universe and it's monitored outside by sword and other intelligence and i think that's where like they keep sending monica in and out that's such an interesting take very well thought out jessica uh and i love this idea of picking up this loose thread of how much of vision did shuri detach from the mind stone Mm -hmm. and i love that idea of like some version of his consciousness could be downloaded black mirror style uh into the wakanda servers well Uh, they said in and they said in endgame they were like bruce was when they were in that room that room bruce was like we keep saying that his stone is him but here's still a vision behind the stone yeah we could take out the stone and we still have all the technology that we put in there, but also his normal being. So I think that's still possible. I don't think Bruce Banner is completely wrong. 
Yeah, the the uh, Infinity War contingency plan could still absolutely. And I also love this idea. I've just been assuming that Vision is part of Wanda's um, illusion, reality warping. But like, he clearly is a point of view character in this. Like, he's as confused as everyone else is. He's not just like a recording of something. So this idea of he is another agent that maybe Sword have uh, implanted in the in there the way they did Monica is I could totally see that uh, being true. Um, but Mr. Meese. What do you think? I think it's worth three rogi points. Please kill me. Not yet. We have another half hour. So, well done. <laughs> um. All right, Angelico. How do you think Vision has come back into the MCU? Okay. So, I'm thinking Wanda created a pocket universe where Vision is still alive, even though it's threatening our reality. Okay. So, we saw in Infinity War that Wanda and Vision clearly have this like mind connection, right? So what if when Vision died, Wanda actually absorbed some of his consciousness and she was so grief stricken that she made this entire pocket universe, used that consciousness to resurrect him. And because it's most likely threatening the reality, Perhaps maybe Wanda's being guided by somebody with her growing powers, like, I don't know, Agatha Harkness. And she is essentially turning this TV series, like, um, pocket universe into a full-fledged alternate reality where she still has vision. I, I love that. And I love that using the term pocket universe or pocket reality because I feel like Miniverse? that's going to be our shorthand <laughs> for this. Whenever we try to explain it, it's like, ah, baby Yoda. Yeah, we just kind of came up with the word baby Yoda because the yeah. only way we could explain it. It's like, yeah, it's a pocket universe, a poly pocket universe. You open it, you close it. You, she bounces around. She gets to be in the living room. Here. She gets. This is a, a guy who's making me a deli sandwich as he's explaining to me who on the vision is. Yeah, I mean, uh, just take universe and then put, put something in front of it. Pocket, we could try to do mini verse but i don't know if that quite yeah. works like pocket feels separate and like right. its own entity and i think wanda has the ability and the powers to do this and build this sort of thing yeah and pocket is the ultimate thing things get lost in pockets there are holes in pockets uh you know pita pocket pita pocket there's all the yeah, the connotation works. They should have just told us it's called a pocket universe. You know, Perfect uh, metaphor, exactly. Um, and I do love this idea of going back to the connection between uh, Wanda Maximoff and Vision, because clearly that is very important. Those moments at the beginning of Infinity War where, where they remind us that like the Mind Stone is where her powers were derived, at least in the MCU. They may retcon a little bit of that. Maybe they'll go back now that they have access to the mutant mythology in the, in the MCU. Uh, they might say, like, oh, she's from Magneto or Chathan, you know, the demon blessed her as a baby. We'll see how deep into that they go. But um, yeah, that Mind Stone connection, I think, will be very, very important. And I think it's worth noting that in these uh, WandaVision trailer footage shots, he has the Mind Stone in his head once more, despite it being destroyed. Mm-hmm. So I think that connection is, is right. What do you think, Mr. Meeseeks? I think that's worth it, two rogies. <laughs> I Thank hate you. this. <laughs> yeah, I'm regretting this decision. I'm I'm already traumatized, so I'm just going with the flow at this point. I'll deal with the trauma later. <laughs> Take the rogies uh, now, deal with it later. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
Uh, Do we we still have rogies, or we're just doing Oh, if you want. If you want. I've just been assigning points. I forgot to see what the conversion was. I I guess I don't really care about (laughs) that part of the show. It converted into a Starfleet symbol. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Nice. I don't know. (laughs) We want to thank our friends from Gabby Insurance for helping us make this episode. When you have had the same car insurance or homeowner's insurance for years, you kind of get trapped into paying your premiums and really not thinking about it. That makes it really easy to overpay and not even realize you're doing it. I've had the same old insurance for ages on auto pay. It's kind of like a drawer in my fridge that I'm afraid to check for fear that those old carrots have um, turned alive. Uh, Well, you don't want that to happen. You need to stop overpaying for car and homeowner's insurance. See about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have thanks to Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison for your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did. And actually off-screen producer Zach used Gabby to look for new car insurance and found a policy that was almost $200 a year cheaper than the one he had in just a few minutes of looking. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. If they can't find you savings like they did for us, They'll let you know so that you can relax knowing that you had the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam, no robocalls. It's totally free to check your rate, and there's no obligation. Just take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com theory. That's G-A-B-I dot theory. Gabby.com theory. And we also want to thank our good friends at Manscaped for sponsoring this episode Do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? I am talking hairy, big, and need some support. Well, thankfully, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We here at New Rockstars love our friends at Manscaped. We love getting to make ridiculous puns during the ads. And we especially love their products, which keep us feeling good and looking good without injuring ourselves. The Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The premium Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof and includes an LED light and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces the nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Manscaped Crop Reserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray. Super practical, and they smell great too. Plus, for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package Kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. The Manscaped Boxer Briefs have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology. Pair these Boxer Briefs with their pH balancing liquid products like the Crop Preserver and you're ready for anything that requires your nut hairs to not exist. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RogueTheory at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code RogueTheory. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. And every week we play a game of Rogue Theory with our patrons on the New Rockstars Discord server. This week we had patrons pitch theories about the upcoming second season of The Mandalorian and how our favorite Mando is going to betray his ward, Baby Yoda. (gasps) 
We've had some fun theories from the Pog Dog and Taskmaster69, but the winner was Gold Komodo with their theory that Mando will get manipulated by Moff Gideon into believing it's the Jedi that have evil intentions for Baby Yoda, allowing him to abscond with the child. Interesting stuff there because I, I believe and I, I agree that the Jedi do kind of have messed up intentions as well. I think that's one thing we we learned from the prequels and the uh and the animated series that um the Jedi are kind of screwed up. They're a cult. But uh, you can play Discord Rogue Theory 2 by becoming a patron of New Rock Stars and joining our Discord. But now we return to the many questions we have for WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. As we've already mentioned, the new WandaVision trailer gave us our first glimpses at some of the actors we knew were going to be in the series, including Katherine Hahn and Tiana Paris. We also know that Randall Park's going back as Jimmy Woo. Kat Dennings is going back as Darcy Lewis. But there was one previously announced actor who was not in the trailer that has us especially intrigued, Evan Peters. And you'll know Evan Peters, he played Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men movies. He was also in American Horror Story. He's going to be playing some role in WandaVision. We've made a couple videos speculating on who he's going to be. But I want to know from you three, who do you think Evan Peters is going to be in WandaVision? And why do you think he wasn't in this trailer? Angelica, let's start with you this time. Okay. Evan Peters is going to play Mephisto. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me just backtrack a little bit here. But I think he would make such a good villain yeah. that why not play the Prince of Darkness himself? Plus, not only that, but it could carry over to other properties like Doctor Strange 2 and mm -hmm. Blade. Yeah. yeah. Just wreaking havoc. Yeah, everyone keeps talking about Evan Peters as uh, as Quicksilver, um, but I everyone overlooks the fact that he was an American Horror Story and I believe had so many more interesting roles as this really, really dark figure. I think he'd be an amazing Mephisto in the MCU, and I want a younger Mephisto. I, I don't need, like, kind of an old, uh, you know... Pacino Satan. <laughs> I, I want I want a, a little boy Satan because I feel like that's the devil you think didn't exist, right? I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know where I'm going. With I don't this. know either. <laughs> no, he would he would make a great Mephisto and a great Prince of Darkness. Like he's he's got something about him that he could do a lot more just beyond Quicksilver in terms of being evil. Like I I know it. I feel it. Evan yeah. Peters, we're watching you. Yeah, that said, his Quicksilver was really fun. So if either of you other two are, are bringing up Quicksilver, don't be ashamed. But what do you think, Mr. Meeseeks? No, nah, one, Rogie! You get one. Do I, uh, do I show you? Okay. <laughs> sure. <No. laughs> I don't know. Thank you. Wow, so cute. Oh, wow, Thank yes. All right, Jessica, who do you think Evan Peters is playing? So you guys were all talking about it, so I got to bring it up. I think he's coming back as Quicksilver. Now, also hear me out. Idea. Hear yeah. me out. After hearing you talk about that possibly uh, Wanda's just imagining that, um, that Vision's there, what if in all of these series of old-timey TV, TV tropes, he plays like her dead brother but comes back and he's in her visions? So, mm -hmm. oh, inside, it's inside, mm -hmm. visions and visions. So, <laughs> so oh my mind blown. God. Mind blown. Um, uh, also, side note, edited out, uh, great 
porn title for a knockoff version of this vision and vision. But either way, <laughs> we're keeping that in. No, we're no, still keeping that that's in. A, that's enough opening seconds no, of the video. First off, we're probably gonna get sued because it's probably already been made. Uh, <laughs> not second or no explainer, right just intro right into that. It's the first thing they hear. Vision yes. and vision, genius. So, so what if? Okay, so what if her uh, if Quicksilver? comes back within those visions or whatever she's creating in this pocket universe. And it's still, we need to remember that it's still Disney. So it's still going to have its sad moments. And I feel like her envisioning that it's vision is a great idea for like an already like climaxing sad moment, but to have her like have Quicksilver come back in it and play like a, Hey, I'm the brother. And she's just like, wait a minute are you my brother? Like, what's going on here? I think would be a really good addition into, like, that madness that she's been eating into. And yes, of course, there's a new Quicksilver. We all know there's a new one. But we also know that they're known to replace people, like Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard. And then even in DC, where they had an episode with both Flashes in it. There's there's multiple things that they can do, and they don't mind changing it up a little bit. So I think he will come back as Quicksilver. It's also his fun. Everybody loves Quicksilver. It was very fun for him to play. We all want it again. He was the best thing from those movies, I think. He was um, so and, fun. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. And anything's possible in the MCU, like, especially within WandaVision, because mm-hmm. Wanda has these mind-bending, reality-bending powers. So yeah. actually, I like that. It just could be a quick, simple way to bring in anybody from the Fox X-Men movies that they want to have existing yeah. in the MCU. Uh, Deadpool, you know, Fastbender, McAvoy, anybody else they would want. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Mr. Meeseeks? Mm, also one! Oh, you get one point. Ooh, this mason jar with some remnants of cold brew. <laughs> oh. Num, num, num. Thank you. All right, uh, Michael, who do you think Evan Peters is playing? Okay, well, I, I think those were two really good answers. Uh, but there's a chance... He could be playing Speed, one of Wanda's two kids. Now, oh, I might have yeah. to play Devil's Advocate. See, I got puns too. Devil's Advocate. See what it Devil's. Uh, oh, yeah, man. yeah. So it could be the fact that he's a little bit older than Elizabeth Olsen, which would be weird because it's her son. But we also know in this pocket reality that they could age at any speed, so that's really not a big deal. The second weird thing would about this would be the fact that he's already played Quicksilver. And now he's playing speed. It's like, really? Do we not have enough actors in Hollywood? You got to just cast this one guy as the fast man for everybody. Like the way that Maisie (laughs) Williams was technically how Stark, who was a warg, and then immediately played yeah. Wolf's Bane, who could yeah. wear... You could only um, play Wolf characters or speedsters. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should get the agent to read some other scripts, you know, sort of branch yeah. out. But either way, uh, uh-huh. there's a chance he could be doing that. And, you know, he, look, he, he is the best thing. I totally agree with you, Eric. He's the best thing out of those X-Men movies. Those scenes are awesome. Yeah, hey, there's there's a chance. He could be playing speed. Meeseeks, what do you think? Also one. Um, Mr. Meeseeks has become kind of an egalitarian in this round. Uh, all right, so that, that brings you to one point. We're now going to move on to our final round of rogue questions. So I'm looking for some quick, quick, punchy answers on this one. Uh, funniest gets the points. So here we go. Question one. Disney has announced that starting October, it will have Mando Mondays, which are weekly merch releases for The Mandalorian. Now that Mondays are taken, what's another property that should move quickly to claim a different day of the week. Okay, well, anyone that knows me is probably screaming right now, but Trekkie Tuesday? I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah, I love a good day just dedicated to Trek. Trek is love. Trek is life. Trek is life. (laughs) Trek is life. Trek is completely life. Well, I got one for you. How much do you guys miss Frasier? 
<gasps> a lot. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so what about so what about Frasier Fridays? Bring back the original cast. It's the most underappreciated shared universe. The Cheers Frasier universe. I need more Niles Crane. I'm going to go with Frasier Fridays. Yeah, we had Frasier um, in a weekly sitcom for what, like... 14 years or something crazy like he was uh he had back-to-back runs he did you're right there is a crazy tommy westfall cinematic universe there let's let's stay topical you know let's stay on board with the youth um and we were the youth are asking for the uh, youth for wop for wet ass pixar (laughs) and we'll play that on wednesdays and it's called Wet Ass Pixar because we all cry at Pixar films. So that Wednesday, you get a bowl of popcorn, oh, and you sit why. down with your family. Bravo, bravo. You sit down with your family, and you cry, okay. and you get emotional, and you whop. Okay. Not, that is not, not where Pixar I thought you were chill. going. Okay. Not, I mean, okay. Wet hey, Ass Pixar? Wet Ass Pixar, whatever y'all want. I thought you were going Elastigirl for that one. I mean, that's where everyone else goes. I'm sure right? everyone was like, Mom, I, I was told. thinking of that. Wait, never mind. I'm not going to mention the lamp. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, Mr. Meeseeks loves animation, so one rogie. For, uh, for WAP? Right. Is it for WAP? For, yeah, yeah, for what ass Pixar. Yes, <laughs> this is for Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. The continued closure of movie theaters have caused a glut of uneaten popcorn kernels, with one Nebraska facility having to store 15 million pounds of it. What's a creative use for all that popcorn? All right, and our final question. The Emmys happened on Sunday. One of our favorites, HBO's Watchmen, won a ton of awards. I would like you to give your acceptance speech for your performance on this episode of Rogue Theory. So, um, thank you, everyone that's here. Brad Pitt in the front row, Christian Bale in the third. Um, I think that I deserve to be on this show. Um, And it was great that I was allowed to be on this show again. Um, I had a lot of fun. WandaVision means a lot to me. Disney Plus, I pay for you monthly and I work for you. So, um, I just want to say thank you to my mom, to God to uh, Zendaya for winning an, winning an Emmy, um, and to all my fans out there. Um, this is for all of you in the streets. Not watching this because you're on the streets. No, no, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Oh, God. I forgot we don't oh, have no, laptops no. on the streets. <laughs> How are the, there's no internet there. Hey, there's that sweet McDonald's Wi-Fi, okay? Oh, there is. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, is this... This is my trophy, okay? Okay. Oh my, oh my god. This is um, so unexpected. I'm so nervous. Totally did not expect to win a whole Emmy for this. I, first of all, would just like to thank everybody for coordinating this, um, especially Zach, uh, Eric. Thank you so much for, you know, making sure that I don't ramble for too long and all my puns don't get too cringy. Just kidding, they're pretty cringy. And um, a huge thank you to uh, the editors for making sure that they censor all of my swears with kitten meows because um, I swear like a mother freaking. Thank you guys so much and um, totally, again, unexpected. I, uh, 
I would first like to thank New Rockstars for having me on and giving me this opportunity. Uh, this is my, I got my rocket here. Uh, I just like to use this opportunity to bring up raccoon awareness. Uh, they're your friends. You know, they just want to get in on the action. And if it was delicious uh, okay. for you, yeah, okay, gonna, it was delicious for them. I just want off. you to remember that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, love your, love your local trash panda. Absolutely. <laughs> and the music has played him off, and he goes the <laughs> wrong way, and then the escort has to tell him to go the other way. Are, yeah. are they called escorts? What are they called, the people who have the trophy? I, I just assumed they were Inter? escorts, but I don't think that's the right word. Yeah, they're interns. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, not paid. they're not paid. But they get to hold the trophy. <laughs> yes, they do. Cool. Well, the winner of this week of Rogue Theory is Jessica Clements. <laughs> Whoa, there he goes. Congratulations, well Jessica. Do you have a wish that we can fulfill for you? Um, I would love to hear everyone's uh, Mr. Meeseeks impression before we go. I think you've heard enough of mine. Nope, I want to hear uh, some more. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. I don't know. Oh, jeez, Rick. That's just Morty. I know. I went with Morty. It's <laughs> the only one I got. <laughs> That's a great birthday wish. That's a great wish. Just give me what I didn't want. <laughs> You know, going off of Michael's and try to do like a a, a Rick impression. Just be like, Morty, stick away up inside your mother, Morty. Stick <laughs> all the way up there. That was good. That was the greatest. So yeah, as for Mr. Meeseeks, you got all of Justin Roiland's character. I got a variety. I got more bang from a buck. I, get I would it. expect nothing less from this group, no doubt. Yep, we did it, guys. That's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thank you to all of our guests. Angelica Trey. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's always great to be back on. And make sure to follow over on Twitch at Atrey. Also Twitter, Atrey. Instagram at Angelica Trey. Thank you, guys. Yeah, as well as uh, Jessica Clemens. Thank you for coming back. Of course. Um, you can just follow me on Lulu Clemens on everything social media and also uh, College Humor's Dropout Show, Game Changer Season 3, just dropped today. And I am on Ooh. one episode where you learn too much about my history and I shouldn't have disclosed Ooh, so much. We're watching it. Please don't. We'll and it. If you do, just don't come look for me ever again. I'm going to be in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Michael, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us today. It was so great to have you on the show. Eric, I really appreciate it, man. Dream come true. You guys can find me, of course, on everything always. I also stream on Twitch under Novellan, and I have original music on Spotify under All Fires. I just could use the same branding for everything. That would have made it easy. So wherever. But thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely uh, check out Everything Always. Lots, lots of great stuff. If you like new rock stars, you'll definitely like that channel as well. Uh, and you can uh, subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe to New Rock Stars here on YouTube and make sure to subscribe to our other uh, social channels. Follow me on Instagram at Twitter at EA Voss. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.